What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the One Up Games Cast for man, is it Friday? I feel like the last one we recorded was Monday, right? Correct. Two in a week. That's crazy for us. That's crazy. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Carl Sinclair, joined as always by my brother from another mother, the Chewy to my Han, the Dom to my Brian, Jack Gibb. How you doing, brother? Couldn't complain. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, no, I'm having a, I'm having a happy Friday to you, man. Happy, happy end of Friday. the week. I man, feel you've like you made it. You've done it. Can I say I feel like we deserve this Friday? You know, we don't always deserve every Friday, but we deserve this Friday. We've earned we deserve, it. We deserve this Friday. We've done enough that exactly. we deserve this Friday. Exactly. We've done enough. Well said. Well, how are you, man? Anyway, what are you, what are you, what have you been up to? You've been playing anything interesting? You just came into yourself. Uh, I don't know about interesting, but I did check out the new season of Modern Warfare Two briefly. Um, uh, and it's it's alright. You know, I think I made the comment. Um, I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but it was like, this is probably, the game is now at the point where it's like, ah, oh, this is probably how it should have launched. You know what I mean? It's like got a decent bunch of maps, modes, weapons. Uh, I guess the game launched with a fair amount of weapons, though, to be fair. I probably wouldn't complain about the launch weapon selection personally, but I don't know. Just It just feels like it's now sort of in its stride and it's, um, you know, we're going to have the next Call of Duty revealed in the next fortnight or so. So um, uh, it's exciting times. Are you excited about the new COD? Yeah, but only because I'm a sucker, not because of anything they've done. That's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair comment, yeah. Did I'm interested you... to see with the story. I don't care about multiplayer. I just want to know what they're going to do with the story. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah. See, I'm, I'm bucking the trend. Like, a lot of people see the next COD as potentially going back to the COD they like type thing, whereas I quite like the COD we've got. Like, the movement, the gameplay, I quite like. The maps are my problem. So if at least the next COD brings back a whole bunch of like tried and tested and, and good maps which is rumored too then um there might be something for everybody yeah true i'm you hoping like i mean kind of also like like i mean i, I i've just put over 800 hours into this card and i'm and i'm still sitting here wondering like when the things i've been asking for since day one are gonna come you know what i mean like 3v3 gunfight you know what i mean um different party modes modes that really should have been in the game from day one um just better maps and more maps for certain things like i feel like i feel i don't know i, I feel like they're like too divided now you know what i mean like maybe the warzone team's too big because you know warzone is thriving and everybody's always in there you know what i mean i feel like multiplayer is really being like, like forgotten about and the rumor was like a lot of the maps that are going to be in in this year's like in Modern Warfare 3 are like remakes of old maps so in my mind I'm like maybe that's a good thing because a lot of the work on those old maps is already done so you're really just making older maps look prettier and modernizing them so does that mean we're yeah. going to get double the amount of maps or are they going to be lazy and just have the remake maps and not do anything new because they've spent so much time on Warzone and and I'm hoping they don't skimp out on the story because the story is just personally to me. I know there's a lot of people that buy Call of Duty and then they just don't touch the campaign. But personally to me, like the campaign has always been part of the package. And where the one time COD didn't include a campaign was the one COD I put no time into at all. Campaign gets me into the game in order to make me want to play multiplayer. You know, once I've dropped eight hours in a campaign and then I walk into multiplayer, I feel more attached to what's going on, the movement, the guns. So I'm just hoping that this campaign, like, is better than I think it's going to be. I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic that it's going to be an okay campaign. 
Um, but I'm also scared that this is them wrapping up the story and uh, they're going to get rushed to wrap up the story, which is not what I want. Um, because I, I quite enjoyed 2019's campaign and this COD followed it up pretty well, in my opinion. I, I, I like the characters. I like, um, I like the stories that have been told. So, <clears throat> yeah, we'll wait and see. But, um, I mean, I'll play it. Um, in, in my I don't mind. know if I'm excited yet. And this isn't really based on facts necessarily, but in my mind, I'm like, this game I feel like is gonna be like the ODST of Halo, where it's like, mm. it's like just a bit of a smaller package, but ends up being a pretty fine small package. You know what I mean? Like I, I think so. I think the content load is gonna be underwhelming. I don't know why I feel that way because you could argue that it feels like they're holding back content for November, and then mm. that would also be a fair feeling. But in, in my personal view, I reckon it's just gonna be like an eight maps multiplayer. It's going to be a campaign that's like six hours. It's going to be some updates here and there. But what I do think is going to happen is I think when you boot up the multiplayer of Modern Warfare 3, all the maps from Modern Warfare 2 will be there. All the like Everything will just carry across. Like I think it'll end up being a big package, like the multiplayer of ODST was. But like ODST, it only added three maps. So I, I kind of feel... I, I feel that way. I don't know why. Like, you know... In, like it is what it is, I guess. Like we'll, we'll just probably still buy it regardless. But um, I feel like they need to market it that way then, uh, because they're marketing it as a brand new COD, and people are going to be super pissed when it comes with half the content. No, that's fair. And, and to be honest, and, the I CODs mean, are coming with half the content they used to come with anyway. So well, that's the thing. We won't necessarily be able to tell that it's like not a release. You know what I mean? Like Cold War didn't yeah. feel like the fullest of releases, but it was fine, uh, good even. Um, I. I, I, yeah, uh, what was it? yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It, like, I think it's going to be fine. It's just, I don't know. It's not. I feel like Cold War felt like more of a full release than Modern Warfare 2 did. Only by the simple fact that, like, it had zombies. And Treyarch Zombies is good. And I played DMZ for the first time yesterday in a really long time. And it's just okay. Like, it's just yeah. okay. See, if... DMZ and Warzone was more integrated into the Call of Duty game and wasn't like felt like a separate game. We'd probably be saying, "Gee, Modern Warfare Two is a full package," but yeah. they've obviously taken resources away from Modern Warfare to make it, and then it feels like a second game. It's just this weird thing, you know. And and the thing about Modern Warfare Three, if it, let's say it's got maps like High Rise and Terminal and um, Quarry and maps like that, it's like they were made years ago in Warzone Two, like. Unless they're completely redone art-wise and, and location and things like that. I don't know. It just could end up being, like, the biggest, like, laziest Call of Duty ever. But, like, fine, though. You know what I mean? If I get 10 Modern Warfare maps from back in the day, even though they're in Warzone, like, I'm still going to buy and play it. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're still going to get me. But it's just, I, I don't know. It's just get the vibe that it's, like, it'll be a good COD. It'll be a fine COD, but it'll be a small COD. Yeah. Yeah, that's super fair. To see people are actually pretty pissed um, because there's things in the battle pass, this season's battle pass, that were previously unlockable, uh, like uh, rewards and unlocks in DMZ a couple of seasons ago. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because DMZ is kind of shit for a lot of people, and so a lot of people would have missed out on those rewards. But the people that put the effort in fucking deserve it. And yeah, they're the people. The people that actually played their freaking attacked yeah. on freaking third mode, who probably deserve that shit. The battle pass anyway. 
they deserve a discounted as fuck battle pass. You know what I mean? Half price battle pass yeah. or something. I, I don't know. I think the, pro- the problem in my head with that, right, is that tells me that they're not planning that far ahead with the battle passes. As in, no. if you were planning this a year ago, you wouldn't tee up rewards from four months in and give them away eight months in, would you? So that tells me that no. they're sort of working a bit closer to release of... Because the battle pass is kind of shit. Is that fair to say? Like, I don't know. I don't like some of the black cell stuff's cool, but you got to pay extra for that. Like the base battle pass. I kind think of shit. the battle pass would be so much better if the black cell stuff was just in the battle pass. I think that would be just yeah, like that would that that would stop me from complaining. Definitely, hundred percent. I think a lot of the stuff they're putting in the store should go into the battle pass. Um, uh, I yeah, think absolutely, especially the bundles that aren't like. It's one thing that Homeland is not in the Battle Pass. Like, yeah, it should be, but I understand there's probably licensing deals and some complicated things that we probably aren't privy to on that one. But when it's like, hey, this is the, the candy bundle, and it's like, oh, mm. I'm dressed up like a mustache or something, it's like, surely that can be chucked in the fucking Battle Pass. 100%, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I just think, I think a lot of the work goes into things that they're expecting us to pay more for. And, um, yeah, when we get a Battle Pass, we're just really getting, like... Stock standard, unless you want to pay $54 for some really good-looking fucking skins and stuff. Like, really good-looking skins. Dude, I, re- I love the Black Cell stuff. I think it looks elite. It looks really good. I think it's the best design shit they've done for the game. It just sucks that you have to pay half the price of the game to get it. Oh, 1,000%. This is the most money I've ever dropped into a Call of Duty. Same. And... That's going back to the days when you used to drop 30, 40 bucks three times for map packs. Um, it's, it's, and, and what have I got for all that money? So, okay, I brought it on Xbox and PC. That's my bad, not, not anyone else's though. I've got two Crash Bandicoot weapons, a grenade. I've got a bunch of bullshit out of battle passes like green vehicles. I've got a couple of extra weapons and blueprints, which you know, are good for me because I'm a bit lazy in the weapon builder, so that's, it's a good thing, all the blueprints, but, like, they don't cost Atrovision much money to make, I imagine. I don't know. I don't know. What else have I got? I don't know if I can know. Oh, I can, um... I brought that, um, Hungry Jack's Burger a while back, so I, I can dress up as Burger Town Boy. That, 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 that was a fair price to pay. I, yeah, I, no regrets. No regrets. Um, the, the Baconator was a good burger. Um, at least the, the skin was free. The food is what you paid for. The best yeah. thing you got in the game was free. <laughs> yes, but but I probably wouldn't have got Hungry Jacks that day if it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like that's where my head is like, oh, that fair. was money spent. But but uh, and that that was money well spent on Hungry Jacks's behalf. What the, yes. like the whatever they paid Activision to get that deal? Oh, money well spent. Jack came and bought. Didn't someone else have a video game promotion at the same time? But it was like Overwatch or something. Like it was just yeah, Overwatch with McDonald's, and it was the laziest shit I've ever seen. They put like Tracer on the um, they put Tracer on the the bag, and that was it. Yeah, like yeah, the the Burger Town boys, the 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 uh the winner there for sure. I mean, like, like Burger Kings in Mexico were like repainted green for Modern Warfare Two. Like they went all out over there. Like there was a big ghost painted on the side of the wall for the longest time. I think some of them still look like that. Like some of them just haven't gone back. I'd love to go to a Modern Warfare well, Burger King. It costs King. a lot of money dope. to repaint your shop. 
Like, yeah, legit. Yeah, it's yeah, that's crazy. Like they went all out, and like Overwatch is like, oh, you can put like Reinhardt and Tracer on the bag, and then you get the bag, and the meal inside is so greasy that you can't make out the character on the bag. <laughs> I don't know if it's Winston or Reinhardt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, oh man, his face is messed up, but I'm pretty sure that this is Lucio. <laughs> uh, mental. Well, anyway, season five is pretty good. <laughs> This is was alright. I just I, I don't know how I feel about gunfight customs. The couple of maps we've gotten are okay. Um, yeah, it's definitely in a better place than it was so long ago, seasons ago. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I had a mental game of ranked yesterday, right? I had a game of ranked, and at the end of it, um, I had it. We ended up losing five six, and I had sixteen kills. Right, this person on the leaderboard next to me had two kills, and um, yeah, no, nah, we still lost, and and I got I, I I lost the RP, and I'm just like, why do I play this freaking rank mode, man? If that was Apex, I'd have gained at least thirty, you know what I mean? Because I'd have been rewarded for everything yeah. I did. They need to rework that rank that rank system because if you're putting in work on a team that is just full of now, I'm not saying the people like throwing, but you'll sometimes get people that throw. But if I'm putting in work on a team where maybe the other players aren't as good as me, because we're in that weird thing where the season starts and everyone goes back two ranks. So I'm back on bronze because I hardly played last season. So being back on bronze, right, I'm now surrounded by people that were gold and silver last season or people that were freaking like crimson season one and have only just come back. You know what I mean? Like they've gone all the way back to the start. So it's like you're really surrounded by good players at the moment. So when I get a team, like I'm fighting a team that's clearly gold and I'm clearly playing with bronze players. No offense, Jordan. Like, that's that's the... That, like, I feel like I'm getting, like, effed over. You know what I mean? Like, I'm putting in work, clearly. You know what I mean? I'm clearing the point. I'm, I'm, ugh, it was the worst game of search and destroy I ever had because the loss wasn't my fault. And I was like, I put in so much work. Yeah, it's, hard, it's heartbreaking. Oh. I, I think Apex for group-based ranked modes has definitely nailed it. If people copy them, like just co- just just copy what works, man. Like COD shouldn't be like ashamed of doing that because, like COD originally copied Medal of Honor. You know what I mean? They they come from copying a franchise, and then as years have gone on, they have been copied numerous times. Just copy Apex. Take what take something that someone is doing well and implement it into your game to make your game better. Like. It's it's like uh, they're not going to sue you for taking an RP system. You don't have one. You just reminded me of a hot take. A hot take. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I kind of feel like we'll get a good AAA mainstream, like as in on Xbox and PlayStation, release of Medal of Honor, a good Medal of Honor game before we get a good Battlefield game. Based on nothing. <laughs> I just I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I'm like has he seen something heard something that would be amazing because I'm I'm in the camp of I don't think the Medal of Honor reboot and Medal of Honor Warfighter were as bad as people think they were, uh, especially I now. They, I think they just got sort of outdone by the competition, not necessarily by better games, but just people like people were just into those games you know what I mean? oh yeah like, they were a drop in an ocean you know yeah what I mean? and exactly. it wasn't like they were doing a niche thing um and, and but then I, you look back now and it's like they weren't bad 
if I was EA, I would, you know, because this is the thing about EA at the moment, right? They're making some weird decisions, right? Like they destroyed Battlefield, check. We're going to yeah. open a brand new studio to make like a story-based Black Panther game. Oh my God. Okay. That's a, that's a very stark contrast to your Battlefield decision. You know, oh, yeah. we're going to make an Iron Man game. It's going to be single player. Like, oh my God, what fucking company is making this again? I don't know. I just feel like for every bad decision, they're actually making a pretty decent one at the moment. And I feel like if I was them, I would pause the next Battlefield game because they've done so much damage that even if it's good, it's, it's just, it needs a time. It needs time out. Go make a Medal of Honor. Let DICE make Battlefront or, you know, destroy that again. Get someone make a Medal of Honor. And then, you know, once you've had a bit of a reset, you've mixed up the first person franchises, come back and do an actual proper good Battlefield. I mean, if they won't let Respawn do Titanfall 3, let him do a Metal of Honor game. It that doesn't have to be big. Be fucking, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be big. But, yeah. but it, oh, oh, man. Oh, oh. Imagine, like, Sorry, Respawn, right? Like, you could drop, this is going to sound blasphemous, you could drop a single player, you could drop a Medal of Honor campaign, no multiplayer, no third mode bullshit, right? You could drop that with Respawn's name on it for maybe not the price of a full game. And I think it would go off. And then you could definitely be like, okay, make a proper one, make like a, make a big one. You know what I mean? Because if like somebody, if people see like first person shoot a story mode game from Respawn, they're going to play it. You know what I mean? Like, look what they've done with Star Wars. Look what they did with Titanfall. Like, the funny thing is, is the internet is like, everyone on the internet is like, Titanfall 2 was amazing. You know what I mean? They're, like, you hear millions of people say it was amazing, yet it died on arrival. And why was that? Because EA decided to release it between two of the biggest first-person shooter franchises in history. Like, people want Titanfall, and if they're not going to let them do Titanfall, let them do a small Medal of Honor game. I feel like it, it will pop off. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree I more. Be, I think it would do really well. And yeah, EA is doing a really good job of fucking up their own franchises, but the things they're doing well with, uh, the I feel like they're doing really well with the license stuff because I think Disney, ever since the Battlefront 2 fiasco, is over in the corner with a shotgun. And every time EA go to do something, Disney just goes, and then they just show them the gun. And then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll make Star Wars work. We promise it'll work. It'll work. You know what I mean? Like, Disney's not fucking around. Like, I feel like they've had a really good run with, like, their licensed games lately. Like, for example, like, I think the only one that sort of had, like, a major misstep was the Avengers game. But they were chasing trends. And unfortunately, the trend they were chasing is very oversaturated. If, if that had been, like, the people... Everyone who's played that Avengers game has said, without a shadow of a doubt, that the story was the best part. And I agree. It was a really good Avengers story told really well. Would it have been better if it had just been like a single-player, swap-between-Avenger, story-driven, 25-hour campaign single-player game? Absolutely. But we've got hindsight. They didn't know at the time. They wanted to do something that was, like, big at the time. When, when they first announced that, like, Destiny was one of the biggest things in gaming. So I understand. But, um, you yeah, know, I mean, they've done really well. Like, look, like even their Star Wars games, like, like for, for Battlefront 2's Rocky launch, people are really upset that they do nothing for it anymore. It got amazing. And, like, freaking um, the Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order, two of the probably best Star Wars games we've ever gotten, um, and we'll probably get a third one. 
yeah, we're getting a Black Panther game. Star Wars Outlaws is coming out, and that looks really good. I just feel like, I mean, even the Avatar game is probably going to turn into something pretty great. So, like, Disney's really being very selective, and they're being very cautious. And, I mean, they're, like, sort of all over it. Definitely all over it. Especially Marvel. Like, like Spider-Man. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if they didn't Guardians have of the control, Galaxy was great. If they didn't have it under control, they wouldn't give... Black Panther and Iron Man to EA. Yeah, I feel like they got EA by the balls, which is great. Um, got and I feel like EA will get sold. <laughs> so I guess that might be why they're... Like, I don't know. You feel like when you want to get sold, you want to make yourself worth more. But I feel like they're doing their best to make themselves dirt cheap so somebody actually buys them. Fucking weird. They just give the vibe they don't want to be doing this anymore for themselves. Like, hey, Sega guys buyers oh playstation hey buyers oh xbox oh you bought you bought activision oh no nah, don't worry about it dog we weren't looking to get bought it's all good you know what i mean like yeah in some ways i wish like microsoft brought ea but activision i do too needed a, need need needs it more they, activision needs their ass kicked ea just needs to like they're just like 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 they they told fifa to shove it you know what i mean they had one of the biggest licenses in the world that made them billions of dollars. And they're like, hey, shut up your ass. Well, we're doing it ourselves. And it's like, oh, but man, do you, see you that guys a... really want to get sold. Do you not see that as a good decision? I mean, I see it as they are clearly planning to do Because, I mean, you've got to look, like, look at EA. They're the king of microtransactions. So for them to turn around and tell FIFA where they were making billions of dollars off the, the Ultimate Team every single year, they've got some ulterior motive. Because if somebody's only worried about money, they totally would have paid FIFA. Because they'll make, tenfold, they'll make that back tenfold. I, they have an ulterior motive. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, no, no, that that's fair. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I think they will profit more this year off their soccer game than they ever have. If they've done a good soccer game, because they don't have like the licenses to fall back on now. You know what I mean? Like, like I, FIFA is a established name, right? Sure, they're gonna make, like, and I feel like people put up with the subpar FIFA games we've gotten in the last couple of years because FIFA's name is on it. If they've actually, like, they can't just release a FIFA game without the FIFA name on it and expect people to be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, I'll just play this subpar soccer game, you know what I mean? That's interesting. I I see it from a completely different angle. I don't, like, let's say you're in, like, the FIFA name means something to you, and that's why you buy that soccer game. So EA makes their football club game, and it's all right. It's fine, but it's not, like, the greatest release you as a specifically FIFA fan don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> like you kind of like, and that's why I think if it, even if it's a rough year, I think they can survive it because there's no way FIFA's going to pump out a game at that quality that quickly. I mean, if we're going by this year alone, then yeah, it'll probably do okay. But if FIFA finds somebody who wants to make money by pumping out a FIFA game, Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Like, it's just got FIFA on the box. Yeah, like, people will buy a game because it has FIFA on it, you know what I mean? And if they're smart, if they market it well, they can be like, the return of FIFA, you know what I mean? Like, you could bite EA in the ass by, you know... Even if they left it a couple of years, I think the smart thing to do would be to leave it a couple of years, you know what I mean? And that also gives EA a chance to establish their new soccer game. But, like, if they were to be, like, FIFA's back, I feel like so many of those... 
like FIFA heads would be like, oh, FIFA's back. And even if it's a terrible game, the first year they bring a FIFA game back would probably go gangbuster because, you know, everyone's like, it's a return of FIFA. And you might be crazy. the casuals on the other side that don't give a fuck about Ultimate Team and are happy it's gone. Like, it's in no microtransactions, it's just a release. Like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I guess in my head, like, I know FIFA is a shit organization and I just would think that that's very common knowledge, but maybe it's not. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a lot of people just don't give a fuck or even understand. I think it's become more prevalent and obvious now since like the World Cup and all the bullshit that went down there and just like everything that happened. I feel like people are really starting to wake up to that fact. Um, I think yeah, I don't that's know. why EA interesting more than anything because they're shit. Probably. Now, now Probably. part of them being shit is wanting so much money, to be fair, which is a business decision. But yeah. as much as EA can weather a bad storm of publicity... They probably don't want to weather more than they have to. <laughs> well, that's why I think there's got to be an ulterior motive because they went for a win there. Because honestly, like FIFA's done shit thing for years and they've paid the money every single year. So now that FIFA was like really bad in the news, they took that as their chance to get out of Dodge. But like everything we've seen EA doing in the last like 10 years has made me think they don't give a fuck about who, they're, who they fuck over or who they're working with because they just want to turn a buck, which is what they've done. Um, but like they tried to do the same thing with, with Star Wars for Christ's sake like Star Wars is one of the most beloved franchises in fucking human history and they tried to turn a game which had Battlefront 2 on it one of the most beloved Star Wars games ever released and we'll, the original will probably go down in history as the greatest Star Wars game ever released if people have their way they thought they could use that as a freaking like pachinko machine it's a pokey machine oh yeah we're gonna make money off these idiots you know what i mean like like that proved to me ea just didn't give a fuck so when they turn around and they go oh yeah we're not paying for the fifa license guys oh it's just too expensive it's too this they've been doing this and that and the news oh it's absolutely terrible you know we're not gonna we're not gonna work with such a bad organization it's like well yeah you're kind of a bad organization so what are you up to i really think they want to get sold I'm surprised I, no one I, bought them. I believed that for a while, but I, I don't I don't know anymore. But I don't know, like we obviously don't have all the information. And why why are they like for a company so, that do, if it's if it's a company that doesn't want to get sold, what benefit is there driving their beloved franchises into the fucking ground? Oh no, I agree. I just think in the last year we're starting to see a bit of a turnaround. I not based on a lot, but I just I don't know, like why would have they brought Codemasters like a year or two ago? Like, why have they announced a brand new studio to make a Marvel game? Why, like, and and EA, I don't like it. Yeah, EA, sure, bad business and FIFA bad organization. But like, as bad as EA is, FIFA's a corrupt organization. Like, that's totally mm -hmm. like I would say that's like the next level down of just garbage, right? So I don't know. I just I just get this vibe that like things might be turning around, but but we need a lot more evidence before I would like... Do you think they're like... Do you think they're trying to pull a Ubisoft? Is that what you think they're doing? Like years ago when Vivendi was going to take over yes. Ubisoft, Ubisoft turned around and pulled their finger out of their ass. Do you think EA's trying to do that? I do, but like Ubisoft, I don't think it'll last forever. But I just think... Yeah. I just think like, you know, they've reorganized, so they've got the EA Sports business that's been separated from EA. Again, that is a perfect thing you would probably do to get ready to be sold or half sold, right? Like I, I'm not saying like you're wrong. I'm just sort of thinking... They just, all of a sudden, it's like they seem to be making some slightly better decisions. And, you know, like they announced season six or whatever of Battlefield 2042. If that was me, the guy who loves Battlefield, I would say just cut it the fuck loose. 
you shut on it enough. But no, they're trying to keep working to make it better. Like, why would you even fucking bother? You know? Like, mm. fucking why at this point? Like, it's so hard to get a fucking game as it is. I don't know. I just... But yeah, maybe that's part of being sold. I, I, I'm not sure. I just... My gut's just telling me that things might turn around just a little bit. Not not fully. It is EA. But... I don't know. Weird. That's fair. Uh, speaking of soccer games, before we move on to the topic of the show, um, did you see... You, you know that Lego soccer game that leaked? Uh, Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, did you see more about it leaked thanks to Amazon? Amazon put up a full listing. Oh, no. It's called Lego 2K Gold, and it's coming out September 15th, and it's like 60 bucks. Okay. 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 You know what? I'm not going to, like, I I need to look more at it and probably have a look at the leak, but, you know, it might end up being like a Sega Soccer Slam or something, you know, something something all right in the corner, but 60 bucks. Yeah, I I feel like it'll be a lot of fun. Well, the thing is, like, I think what would be super cool, and they did it with Drive, Lego 2K Drive. Yeah. Like, how cool would it be if you could, like, create your own soccer team, build your own stadium with, like, Lego pieces and stuff, and, like, just, like, I feel like that would be super cool. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that. That's There's no rumor about that. That's just me, you know, wishful thinking. But, like, mate, this might be your chance to get a Lego Ted Lasso, you know what I mean? They go for that license, mate. Imagine they did a like a Lego set for Ted Lasso because it appears in this game. That would be mental. I am gonna just Google something right now, mate. What you keep? <laughs> I need okay. to see things. Um, a Lego Ted Lasso stadium. They did a Lego uh, stadium. I know there were a bunch of Lego stadiums they did for certain soccer teams a couple of years back. I'm pretty sure, like. Um, Man United got one, West Ham got one. I'm pretty sure they're like, but you could buy those Lego sets at the stadiums. They were like exclusive to the stadiums for a little oh, bit. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that was sick as hell. Um, I think you can just get them off Amazon now. But dude, imagine that. A Ted Lasso. You should, you, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? So every year Lego do, sorry everyone, we'll get to the topic in a second. Every year Lego do their, um, you can put forward a Lego set for consideration. You should take one of the photos of the Lego sets from the stadiums that they did and you should put like the Ted Lasso soccer team logos over the top of the other logos and like you should um, like put it forward. Well, you haven't watched the show yet, have you? No, I haven't yet, no. So there's actually a scene in the show, the smallest of spoilers here, smallest of spoilers. There's a yep. scene in the show where he's just in his living room building the stadium out of like. It's like it like was it's, meant it's, to happen. It's not a set. Like, it's just like a bunch of pieces, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on what I'm Googling here, I think that's correct. The photo is a bit blurry. But, um, uh, yeah, like, it's, 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 it's not the highest of quality. It's just him in the living room putting together a Lego set. But. We're halfway there, man. We're halfway there. In terms yeah, of like putting up a yeah. photo for the Lego website, that would be done. It could happen. It'd be freaking dope if it happened. It'd be freaking dope. Um, right, let's move on to the topic of the show. We'll talk about this one really quickly and then we'll wrap it up for the week. So, um, rumors are everywhere right now. You know what I mean? Like about uh, Nintendo dropping a Switch um, successor next year, in the second half of the year. Um, so far, so far, but so keen. 
Yeah, so I'm on a website called Tom's Guide. Um, just gonna, he, they've put up an article that is just full of the Nintendo Switch Two, is what they're calling it, rumors, and it's been updated up until August first. Um, plus, they go over potential release dates, pricing, and all that sort of stuff. So, I thought I'd just read through the important parts here, um, and then we can talk about it. Um, but yeah, so in dot point form, here's some of the latest rumors, right? A new rumor claims that Nintendo Switch 2 may launch with an LCD display and release in the second half of 2024. Um, there's another rumor saying that it's slated for early 2024, but I believe that, I, I think that'll be the reveal. Um, but there is supposed to be another direct, no, we'll talk about that. Um, Nintendo did confirm, uh, oh, about a month ago, I think now, right? That Nintendo accounts will transfer to the Switch 2. Um, which also hinted that the next generation of consoles would offer backwards compatibility. Um, Ubisoft CEO has hinted that the exist, uh, uh, at the existence of a Nintendo Switch 2 while discussing the soft sales of the uh, Switch exclusive Mario plus Rabbit sequel. Uh, did you hear about that? No. He was being interviewed and they asked about the sales for Mario plus Rabbit's 2 and he said that um, he was aware that the sales were not as good as the first one but he's not putting that down to the game. He's putting it down to the fact that they released it on the Switch when Nintendo came to him and and apparently Nintendo told him to hold off a year for the release of the follow-up to the Nintendo Switch. And he just disregarded that advice. Uh, I think I think there might be more to it than that. He, he just said that, like, it's my fault. I should have waited next year for this new Switch, which has kind of got everyone's ears perked up because no one knows about a new Switch next year. And then he sort of went, ha, ha, ha. Don't worry about it. Nothing. <laughs> so I don't know if there's like a more to it than that. Like perhaps like they like looking at Ubisoft's offerings, they probably just wanted to get the game out now because it was something that I actually had ready compared to stuff that they're working on, which really needed more time to cook. So I might've just been making sure Ubisoft had something to release. Plus like, this game was announced, shareholders could have been like, we want it released this time of the year. We're not putting money into it to wait further for it out. You know, there's probably a lot into it. He may have. Biggest pains in the ass. Gotta love them. Um, and then, yeah, uh, apparently, like, the big dis- uh, talking points for the Switch 2 is backwards compatibility and how it can actually work. Um, so, yeah, uh, according the potential release date suggests that a second generation Switch could arrive over the next 12 months. It's apparently set to be released around the same time as the PS5 Pro, another console that's been rumored that's supposed to release in November of next year. Apparently. Um, uh, apparently, it was originally hoped Nintendo's hardware could arrive at the end of this year, but that didn't happen. Apparently, it was pushed to next year. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of rumors about it releasing at the start of next year. But uh, according to other leakers, they say Nintendo are planning, uh, planning for a release date in the second half of the year and a reveal in the first half of the year. So we might get a scenario like we did last time where we got... We got we found out about the the switch in like November, right? And then we got the switch direct in like January, which actually showed us what the thing freaking looked like and how it worked. Um, and then yeah, went on 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 from there. If, um, uh, supply chains and stuff all line up. That would I, I I would personally just do that again if I was them. Yeah. Uh, now the specs. The rumors are they expect Nintendo to stick with the system on a chip from Nvidia. Uh, next generation take on the Tigra X1 chip found in the current Switch. Um, but it would not be surprising if Nintendo got a custom chip set from NVIDIA. Um, 
there were rumors saying that the Nintendo Switch 2 wants to uh, push the boundaries of a handheld and try to reach the heights of Valve Steam Deck. Don't know if it'll ever get done hard, but it'd be cool if it did. Um, there were rumors of a potential co-processor chip to live in the dock of the Switch 2 or the once-rumored Switch Pro. The extra chip would be used to boost the console's power and video output when docked and connected to a 4K TV. Such a feature would be neat, but rumors around it have fallen quiet. Could possibly have fallen quiet because they, I don't know, were like, we're not doing a Pro now, we're just going to move it on to a Switch 2. Yeah, those rumors existed like six years ago about the dock having an extra chip in it. And it's just... That that's the sort of shit from years gone that just makes everything complicated. Now, don't get me wrong, if it was an upscaler chip or just like a thing that worked a bit more passively, maybe. But not not this thing that suddenly like doubles the frame rate or any of that sort of bullshit. Can't imagine that occurring. What do you think will be backwards compatible? Like is in the games, the controllers, the accessory, like what like is the size of the thing gonna be exactly the same as Switch One or like what do you what do you reckon that's gonna fall? I I think that's a great question. I think that the Joy-Con are gonna be really different, but the old Joy-Con you have will work with the new console. I think I think we're gonna see them t- like tackle more of a traditional like you know how Hori does those um like traditional controllers that they like split in half and you slide on has a like better handle. I think this thing is going to target looking more like a like a ROG Ally or a or a or a Steam Deck, right? With the feel in the hands of it feeling more like you're holding a controller. But I feel like it'll still have the slide off feature and you can just put Joy-Con on it if you want. But that will all come down to how big it is, right? Because if it's if it's a beefier system, you think it might be a little bit bigger. It could be a little bit smaller. So it all depends. Like, it'd be cool if they could figure out a way to still make Joy-Con compatible with it because, I mean, a lot of people put money into Joy-Con and stuff like that, but I don't know. Um, I have refused I so hard to buy more Joy-Con. So I'm, I'm ready regardless, but I, I do think even if there's an updated design, it would be nice if the Joy-Cons were backwards compatible or at the very, very least, you can they're compatible in the like docked mode, like as in when they're on that mm. controller stand or whatever. So like if you're playing Smash Brothers, it doesn't like everyone can just huddle around a TV, even if they can't slide onto the Switch too. I, I would hope that they're at least compatible because that that was a good thing about uh, the Wii U. I think uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll care. But the point is like if it, occasionally you would all huddle around to play Mario Kart or Smash Brothers or whatever it is, and it didn't really matter what controller you got, you were just happy there was one there for you. I feel yeah. like Switch 2 could become that, where it's like, oh, I've got the Switch 1 controller, but that's fine. Yeah. I think I think when it comes to the Switch 2, right, it needs three three things need to be perfect on it, right? I think the Joy-Con do need an upgrade. I think they need to be more comfortable in the hands, and they need and the to line. take into account that, like, yeah, exactly. Less stick drift. If they can just fix that, like, really fix the internals and stuff, that'd be really good. Also, let's take into account, like, billions of switches well not billions but you know what i mean like millions of switches have been sold billions of people have been playing with the nintendo switch so maybe just make the joy con like more standardized for all hand sizes and stuff like that rather than sort of them being on the smaller end like i get nintendo are making video games for children but the majority of people playing streaming reviewing 
they're adults. Like, Nintendo what? is sort of for everyone. What if they just had at least two or three sizes of Joy-Con that you could fucking buy? Yeah, like, I wish they would. But, like, and like in the back of my head, I'm like, I, I, how would they go about doing that? You know what I mean? Like, if they do... Like, it's way cheaper for them to make them all the same size. If they were going to have different sizes of Joy-Con, like, I wonder how they would, like... Would they make more of one and less of another? But how would they how would they account for that? Like, should they take a loss one year by right? making Yeah, it's like it's like on a business side, like do you take a loss making a larger Joy-Con and seeing like the standard of like like your standard orders of how big that like the Joy-Con sell and then come back like a year later with maybe like making less of them and selling the ones that you're actually making? Like I mean, Nintendo could afford to do it. I'm not saying it's something they shouldn't oh, do. but to but... get the green light, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's a fucking great thought, really. It'd be interesting to see. They just need to improve it a little bit. And I think they need to make it, like, maybe just a little bit bigger. Just so, like, even if it's, like, just, like, a couple of inches big, you know what I mean? Like, it feels fine in the hands now, but I feel like it could be improved for people with bigger hands. And, like... If the Joy-Con are backwards compatible, you've got your like little brother, little sister, your son, daughter yeah. Joy-Con right there. You know what I mean? From the original Switch. Um, I would really like... Um, um, oh, God. My brain just died. Oh, a bigger battery life for handheld mode. I think having it like maybe like... I don't know, like, I feel like, depending on the game, like, the thing can run out pretty quickly. Like, I remember playing Breath of the Wild wasn't that bad. Like, Breath of the Wild was okay. Like, I could get, like, a solid, like, decent amount of hours out of it while playing that in handheld mode. But when I played something like Xenoblade Chronicles, oh, oh, she was, like, pushing to get to that four-hour mark on the battery. So if they could, like, give us a, a, a battery that, like... Like just a decent amount more time on the on the battery, that'd be freaking sick. And uh thirdly, Wi-Fi. I feel like the uh the just just like improving not like I think this is like less of a switch thing and also more of an online thing. Improving Nintendo's online would be great. And maybe that means having to do some stuff with the internals to make like Wi-Fi a little bit easier for the switch to actually sort of like do. Um just like maybe maybe not like a dramatic upgrade, but a, an upgrade that would be noticeable to people that enjoy being online, also like hotspotting with their phone while they're out and about, and they want to play like Mario Kart or you know what I mean. Like they want to they want to do something. Like imagine you're playing like um Pokemon Cafe Mix and you want to get your online stuff done for the day. You know what I mean? Like it was really hard to do that sort of stuff, hotspotting on the phone. It like sometimes it would drop connection even though they're sitting right next to each other. So maybe just trying to improve that a little bit would be would be super helpful. And I think the big thing they need to do, and I don't know if everyone's gonna agree with me, but it can't be called the Switch 2. They need to call it the Super Nintendo Switch. Because if they don't it's a missed opportunity. A real missed opportunity. Well, I was going to bring that up. I don't necessarily think the Switch 2 is a terrible name, but they can't they can't go like, oh, this is the the Switch handle or I don't know, like Switch U yeah. or Switch like they, they got to like they got to like add something quite significant or numerical or yeah, add to the start of it. Like they they got to they got to keep the word Switch in it. But they got to do better than the Wii U. That made no fucking sense to anybody. Like they really got to push that this is a fresh console. It's Super Nintendo Switch, the SNS man. Well, you might be onto it. You might be onto it. That um, would be freaking dope. 
I very much agree with everything you said. If if the reason Battery Life isn't much better is because it ends up being quite a powerful console, then mm-hmm. I might be okay with that. But I think... if if that's the trade off, then that's fine. But if it's gonna not be uh, like if it's only gonna be like a small increment, like a lot of it has been felt feeling like lately. Yeah. Like Battery Life would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like in my mind, it's like one of those two things has to significantly improve um, yep. for a DB worth yep, buying. Totally really, um, I I just really hope it can do like what an Xbox One can do, because mm. like the Xbox One, I know I know everyone hates the Xbox One, but like GTA, Red Dead Redemption, every Call of Duty of that generation, every Battlefield of that generation, every fucking sports title, racing game, zombie game, you know, whatever it is. It's every game, Tomb Raider, whatever it is, it was on there. And imagine if the Switch 2 ended up being like an absolute, like, reconnaissance, uh, I don't know what the word is there, but just like a redo, like we could start getting like the Master Chief Collection or games like that that were like the staples of that generation coming back in handheld form. And also, when new games are made, it means if like a GTA 5 level game is created, it can work on that. Like that, I feel like that'd be a good yeah. like, power level to kind of like try and hit. Um, uh, another thought, and this is to tie into what you're saying about the the better Wi-Fi connection and stuff. Because I, I agree, I don't think the Switch handled Wi-Fi that great, let alone Nintendo Online. But I wonder if a four G ver- or I guess five G version of it would. I would, would love be that. Ver- you would love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would love that. That was one of my favorite things about the Vita. Is that like when it launched, you could get like a like you could get. Like, I think it was like a version. 3G, yeah, back in the day, yeah, a 3D phone. version of it. It was freaking sick. They fucked it. was great. Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be really cool. I don't know if that's something Nintendo would do. Definitely something Sony would do. And I feel like if Sony ever tackled a handheld like that again, they'd probably do that, like have a 5G version of a handheld. See, but I don't, I don't um, know. I'd hope Nintendo would do something like that. I want Especially Sony. considering they're so big in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Sony to do a PSP3, but I worry that if they did, it would be at the cost of like PS5 games or PSVR games or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they probably couldn't like do it, but what I want them to do more than anything is like an Xperia Play 2. That I feel like yeah, it'll be cool. like, hey, we've got this like powerful gaming phone. We've made three or four really good games for it, but then it also just supports the Android fucking game store. So it's like, mm. you know, PUBG, yeah, that'd be Mobile, cool. it's all there. Good to go. I feel like if Sony ever tackled a handheld again, it would need to be on like Steam Deck levels. You know what I mean? Like Steam Deck can handle so many like high-end games. Yeah. If it needs to, it needs to less it, need, it needs to less be like like Vita and PSP where where it was like, hey, you can play these games that are from PlayStation Studios on the go, and it needs to be sort of like, hey, you can play Ragnarok on your like Vita two, or you can play Ragnarok on your PS five. They work exactly the same. The saves carry over. It's like it's perfect. Go for it. And it needs to have remote play, so no one has to buy Q Light. Oh man, that thing's get us stuck. Yeah. Um. In regards to the Switch Two, do you think the dock will be a booster, or do you think it's just going to be like it was before? I think it'll be a little bit less useless than it was before, but not much. Mm. Like I think, I think the dock. Well, this is the thing, right? You and I don't know how often the dock is. Like, how often do you use your dock? I, in the last year, I've played my Switch more docked than undocked. Right. So for me, I don't even know where the dock is. I think it's in the living room. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? So, so in my mind, it's like, fuck the dock. 
But if you're sitting yeah. there saying, well, I use the dock like four times a week, Jack, it's like, well, you might appreciate some more juice in the dock or some features mm. or maybe or even maybe even a Wi-Fi antenna that's in the dock. Or I don't know, like, the, like could be all sorts of things you could do with the dock that aren't necessarily, you know, the obvious, so to speak. Um, so do I want the dock to be better? I, I would love the dock to be smaller and nicer and, mm. you know, worthwhile having on the shelf. Like, it looks ugly as shit, the one for the Switch. So... But then, you know, they've got to bring the cost down because if, if you are just buying it for the handheld, the fact that there's a $100 dock in the box is a bit like, well, fuck, I'm paying for that as well, am I? Like, you know, to be fair, they've got a Switch Lite now, which is just handheld. Would, so it's, yeah, I was going to say. And, and the you, Switch. Would, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, if they did like Super Nintendo Switch 2, right, and they gave you the option to buy the Super Nintendo Switch without a dock, to get it like a hundred bucks cheaper or you can buy it with a dock, but the dock, like when it's docked for TV, it like boosts performance. Like, would you, would you be more inclined to buy one without a dock if they gave you an option? See, I probably would buy the one with the dock, but that's because like, if the dock's a hundred dollars, the difference of price in the console would be like only $50. You know what mm. I mean? Like it probably wouldn't be that bad, but I, I think I would still get the dock. I just don't, in my mind, it's like if their budget for the console is $500, right? As in they want to sell it in Australia for $500. In my head, I'm like, any extra dollar you think you want to put into that dock, don't put it into the console. Like, yeah, like put every bit of juice into that thing you can because yep. the most fun I have with my Switch personally, and maybe I'm uncommon here, but it's like when I go down to PAX and meet up with other people with their Switch or, you, you know what I mean? So I, I think there's some cool things they could do with a dock, but maybe they have a dock in the box that's just like less dock and more just like a fucking cable that runs HDMI to your TV. And then you can go into EB and buy the premium dock that does, you know, a few extra things, like it charges you extra controllers or I don't know, you know, whatever. Imagine if that was like what they did. Like, let's say they dropped the Super Nintendo Switch 2, just a normal dock, and then like two years into its life cycle, they don't drop a like updated console. They drop a dock that will boost your console to what they want it to be. Like, hey, this will boost performance, but only in dock mode because, you know, handheld mode, I feel like they're going to be pushing it as hard as they can. Or not as hard as they can because, like, the Steam Deck exists, but as hard as Nintendo is willing to go in order to keep the price at something that can be obtained for a child. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we're, we're just bypassing the fact, though, and how hard it would be to develop games and software yeah. and your engine to run a certain way on one CPU and then when it's docked, suddenly you've got access to two CPUs. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. I don't think... Like, unless it's like... Oh, I don't even know what a good example is because it's all... You know, don't get me wrong. When you plug... Like, you can plug your laptop into an external GPU enclosure, right? But when you do that, it's only using the external GPU. It's not using mm-hmm. the internal one for the game. So I think the dock would have to maybe do that where it's like, oh, we're actually going to offload the graphics functionality on CPU off to the dock which means all the cooling in the console goes to the cpu and we're using the gpu at the dock but that also means there's about 80 to 120 dollars of that console that's currently just not even running so it's like it's an interesting balance of like i think they could probably do it but yeah just in terms of like what they want to do for the money another thought though which is a bit of a weird tangent but what if the dock had active cooling so that when you dock the switch suddenly there's a lot more air going around the console, keeping it cooler, so the CPU and GPU can just do more as a byproduct. As in, you don't need to have the extra circuitry and complication of it all. It's just suddenly the console's 10 degrees cooler, 
and can run, I don't know, like 10% faster or 20% faster. I think that would, I'm surprised the first one didn't do that. Just in general. Like, like I think it's funny that like if Nintendo decided to do that, the only people I feel funny, uh, feel bad for are those companies that when you go on Amazon, they're flocking their like $2 cooler to hook onto your uh, <laughs> console. You know those like, you put your console in it, ooh, it'll cool the console and you can charge a controller yeah, off it. You know, like those the, guys the are in trouble. Is, the problem is that that wasn't that stupid for the Xbox 360. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, it needed all the help we could get, um, for sure. Best yeah, thing I ever um, did to the 360 was taking it over to the compressor and just destroying it. Give it a reaction. Yeah. Give it a reply. Never, never worked so well. <laughs> That's super fair. I just have two more questions before we wrap up. And um, it's uh, just to follow up on the, um, the dock, like boosting the power of the console thing. Do you think, like, if it happened... Like, this yeah. is just hypotheticals here. But, like, do you ever think we would live in a world where you put in a game... Let's say you put in the next GTA. It's come to the Super Nintendo Switch. You take the Switch out, and the screen just says, please return to dock to play game. Do you think they'll ever have, like, dock-only games? See, I don't think they will. But I think that's the only way some of this shit would work. Is because, like, let's say that you've got, like, the portable console, right? Which is the power of a PS4. And then the mm. dock is the power of a PS5. Now, for starters, yep. like, we're $1,000 in at this point, but let's say that was yeah, possible. Yeah. The, in my mind, I feel like it would get so complicated that the switching capability would have to be, it's either running on the dock or it's running on the switch. Like, it's not mm. running half on each. Or, or, yeah, but then, I don't know, but then, make, like, here's the thing, right? The console will have, let's say, 4 gig of RAM or 5 gig of RAM, 6 gig of RAM, whatever it is. But to run GTA 6, you need, like, 12 gig of RAM. So it's like, is it using half the RAM on the... Co- like, I don't know. I think it would have to have, like, a Thunderbolt port with a lot of bands. Like, I, I think I'm getting too into, like, how would it work? And a lot smarter people than me would obviously be working on it who were engineers and, and the like. So maybe it's possible. I just... I just can't imagine the price would be right to make it possible. Like, th- like think about those laptops that have the GPU enclosures. Like, you are, like, a couple of grand in on the laptop. Yeah. $600 in on the enclosure you're like a couple of grand in on the GPU like I, I don't know I, I hope they figure out a way because like imagine a world where you've got the switch handheld which is a baseline level of power very happy to take that you know on your work trip or your holiday or whatever and then every two years they release a new dock that just keeps it in line with whatever Xbox and PlayStation are doing. like that would be fucking phenomenal and then yeah, you know, it could just be optional. It's like, oh yeah, like getting the new Call of Duty on Switch. Yeah, I've got Dock Two. You've got Dock Three. Doesn't really matter. You know, one's better at 4K or whatever. Like, it would be, it would be fucking awesome if they could make it work. And that is the innovation that the gaming industry misses these days. I would say, like, when was the, what was the last innovation in, like, the console space? Like for me, it's probably Quick Resume. It's probably the best new thing in a while. But that feature. Is purely because they put an SSD in the console, which well, the SSD is great. It's like they've been out for like eight years. Like it's just, yeah. it's like well, like that feature someone would have thought of like ten years ago. So like it's, yeah. it's awesome they brought it to life. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Just like in hindsight, that seems obvious. Now I know it's not, and I know why it's possible on Xbox and why it's not possible on PlayStation. And it's because, ironically, you know the shitty fucking snap feature on the Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. My understanding, and I, I could be wrong, but my understanding is the only reason Quick Resume works is because of the way they designed the snap feature. So 
the Xbox One runs a hypervisor, right? Which is like an operating system. And then on top of the hypervisor, it runs two operating systems, the Xbox One did. One is the game OS and one was the snap OS. And so basically you have two, it's like when you have Windows on your computer, right? If you had two mm. monitors on your computer and you had Windows on one side and like Linux on the other, or something, right? But they're both running on the one machine. It's like that. Both the Xbox game and the Xbox Snap feature were like two separate environments. They like didn't really know each about each other. So, and so what they've done on the Xbox Series X is every time you boot up another game, they just freeze the OS that's running the game and just boot up another one every time. And that's why you can have six running at a time. They're just frozen, like in storage. Very common in the like server world and cloud systems and things like that. The point is that like they made a shitty decision on the Xbox One 13 years ago and it paid off fucking dividends this generation. Yeah. But like yeah. it's like <laughs> so like great feature, sure, but like when was the last time like a team deliberately went and like tried for like the new crazy thing? And you know, to be fair, we haven't seen it in phones for a while, I haven't seen it in laptops for a while. Like I'm not I'm not saying it's just gaming, but will yeah. Nintendo pull it off with the Switch too? Like I fucking hope so, but I'm maybe being a bit pessimistic. Yeah, that's fair. Fuck, we just went on a ride then. Oh, one more question. Are you sure? And this, oh yeah, this is the this is one I'm very interested about to see what you think. Okay, Nintendo Switch Two, mm-hmm. standard with the OLED, or are we getting an OLED version of it two years down the road? Two years down the road. <laughs> Bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. I agree with you, but I think that's bullshit. Like the base should have an OLED, man. Like you've just you've you've hopped a freaking OLED switch for the last couple of years. Just you really want to make the new one feel premium, like a real step up from the original. Put the freaking OLED screen on the stock standard model, or at least offer both at launch. Like as in, if because because there would have to be what what, what oh, I don't know what there is in the current one, like a hundred two hundred dollars difference in LCD OLED. About that, yeah. Yeah, about that. That's fucking huge. Like, I understand why there'll be an LCD version, but it would be nice if you could choose. You know what I'd love for them to do? And this would actually make me go, ooh, ooh, like on launch day. But they're like, hey, guys, Super Nintendo Switch, it's coming. Freaking October 16th, get hyped. Same day, Nintendo Switch Lite OLED edition. Like, oh, I'd love an OLED line. I think that would be yeah. That Wait, would be Nintendo Switch One OLED light, like a Switch light, like the little handheld one that doesn't dock. If they put oh. an OLED screen on one of them, yeah, 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 that would make me go, hmm, hmm. I like my light. I like the light. I like it a lot. I think um, like I play just, on my light a lot. It it only exists to have a cheaper model. Like as in that. Oh, that yeah, it's should the kids have model. The OLED, that should have the OLED screen in sense of like. You're not using your TV, like you guys have. A yeah, good exactly. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm surprised we haven't got an OLED version, to be honest. It's the the Switch Lite is like the 2DS of of the Switch series. Not not as like yes, not not as uh cheap, but definitely like that direction. It was like that was as cheap as they could go. Yeah, and I love a good 2DS man, but I love an OLED version of the Switch Lite because I think the Switch Lite really like you know the kids Switch or as they call it. Like it's a sick little console. I like to feel it in my hands. It reminds me of having a Vita, so I'd I'd love for it to have an OLED screen on it. Um, but yeah, no, that'd be interesting. Actually, uh, it sucks. Like I agree with you. I don't think it'll be OLED standard. But maybe they'll do something screen. though. Like think about the Series S, right? I don't know if it was intentional. I I, I don't believe it was intentional, but it came out 
just when you know a huge amount of people were having you know like because of covid like you know money problems and stuff and it's like the series s a cheaper option now in australia it probably didn't feel that cheap but like they had that option right maybe nintendo's thinking the same thing maybe there'll be like a switch light switch to light from day one that's just like hey this is our handheld console it's just as good as the main one but it the joy cons are welded on and it doesn't come with a dock and it's like maybe 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 on that version they can chuck in a little extra secret sauce or something but i wouldn't be surprised if there was two skews for sure like the series s i know the game the games media and i know you know like it, it seems like a lot of people love to hate it but it's fucking selling well so yeah that would be a first for nintendo as well really to launch with two skews yeah because like when you think about it we got like nes snes a few years later gamecube didn't have a second one Wii didn't have a second one people thought the wii u was a second one but it wasn't it was a brand new console 3ds launched and then years later we got a 2ds um some of them have existed at the same time but they've never launched at the same time so if they were to turn around and say like here's the super nintendo switch and like here's the super nintendo switch plus like that would be that would be interesting. I look forward to finding out. I'm excited. Me too, mate. I don't play Me my too. Switch enough to justify being excited for the Switch 2. But I think it's just so in need of a refresh that it'll help. Like if the console's think... a bit more snappier and a bit more ready to go, that'd be nice. I think... Does what Whatever this turns into... I keep calling it Super Nintendo Switch. It's not called that, but... The Switch 2, whatever it turns out to be, I think is going to rise above and beyond what the original Nintendo Switch was. And I feel like it might, it might, I'm not, you know, it might become that console that can replace um, some of the other consoles for certain people, you know what I mean? If COD can play on this thing and runs well, and the online works all right, you know what I mean? Like, it's a console that you could play COD on and your kid can play Mario on, like, like, why would you shill out extra money to PlayStation and Xbox? You know what I mean? So I feel like so you're saying instead of being everyone's second console, it might be a lot of people's first. Yeah, it console. could become the home main console. Yeah. And I think that was the promise of the original Switch. I think it made like the problem was that it came out halfway through a generation. And to be fair, mm. so is this one. But I think we're at a point now where and I, and I have, you know, shitty reasons for thinking this, but like it feels like we're at a point now where like people have let go of needing to be on the cutting edge, like power wise console. So it's like, if the switch two isn't as powerful as a PS five or Xbox series X, maybe more people than ever won't give a shit. Mm. Yeah. It feels like we're there. Eh? Whereas like the generation the switch dropped into, it was very important to have the most powerful like console. Like that was very mattered to a lot of people. So like the switch was definitely like the second console for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Look where second oh, dude, when it launched, <laughs> pretty good. When, when it launched, though, my god, was it the main console for a while? Holy shit, the Switch was just so good. I'm so excited for whatever Switch Two is. I'm, I think, what what this is gonna sound really stupid, but I think the thing I'm most excited for isn't even what this thing is. It's the launch lineup that's gonna come with it. I agree. I think it'll be pretty nuts. My only depressing comment is that. Like the original Switch, I will have to wait a long time for a brand new 2D Mario. What if it launched with Odyssey 2? I liked Odyssey. 
but I prefer 2D more. <laughs> so, that's fair. That's fair. Look, I think Odyssey 2 launching with it will feel just right, though. That'll feel nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can't be a Zelda because we literally just got Tears of the Kingdom. No, I think, I think, I think it has to be Odyssey. I, I, I truly think... Because Odyssey was a launch title on Twitch, or did it come out later that year? It came out later that year. came out in October of that year. Oh, okay. Um, I think I got my... I didn't get my Switch on launch, so maybe that's where I'm probably a bit, like, got it closer to that, but... um, Yeah, Switch launched with um, Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn went to war. That's right. Yeah, I think I think you'll launch it with Odyssey at this point. If, you, if you've been cooking that up for the last couple of years, I would say start getting that ready. Could you imagine in this hypothetical world that you and I are living in right now, if we seen like a Switch 2 launch, right? Like, let's say it launches in... Let's say it launches in November, end of the year, right? Next right. year. Imagine a lineup of Odyssey 2, two new Pokemon games, Call of Duty, and Animal Crossing, and just like whatever other third parties want to launch that are coming out around that time. That could be one of the hypest launches ever. Super 1-2 Switch. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, we haven't had, we haven't had a good console with a good lineup at launch for a while. I, the PS Five wasn't terrible, but it's been a while. Can you imagine if it launches with Mario Kart Nine? Oh, I don't think they could make enough consoles to do that. I think, I think it would be unfair. <laughs> like, I think, I think That's they, so I think they would have to delay Mario Kart Nine by. So let's say it launches in November. I think you do Mario Kart in March. I think you let five months of manufacturing go through. I don't think that would be fair to do. I don't think it would be that's actually fair. fair to launch with that, with, with that game. Because, wait, that's an instant 20 million, right? Like, like that's an instant... Oh, dude, easy. Maybe they 30. Should, you know what they should do this time? I want them to do... I want them to do Mario Kart 9, but I also want Nintendo. A Nintendo-branded Mario Kart racing wheel so I can have a racing setup just for Mario Kart. But not like the bullshit Wii one, like they're not a motion control, like an actual like No, no, like wheel. a proper yeah. wheel. Yeah, like a proper wheel. Like something oh. like like partner with Logitech, get that Logitech logo off, chuck a Mario like logo on the steering wheel. But you know what you put in the box? You put six other logos so you can swap it out for Luigi or Peach or Yoshi or whoever you want on the oh, center oh, of the wheel. Oh. You know what I mean? You have like the I, I would love like imagine the pedals are shaped like Mario's boot, like shoe. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? What, what I wouldn't the, live in this world. What are the Mario Kart <laughs> games called on the in the arcade? Like G... Oh, Mario Kart. Prix. It's like, uh, yeah, like Grand Prix DX or something like that. What if they released? Right, I'll stick with you, right? Oh, what if, mate. Like, Mario Kart 9 isn't, like, a thing, maybe, already, just to please fans, right? But then they released, like, a year later, Mario Kart Grand Prix, right? And it is a simulation racing game set in the Mushroom Kingdom, which oh my God. which comes out with a proper wheel, like all the proper simulatory stuff. Maybe maybe a toned down from Gran Turismo, like not not that serious, but like above Forza Horizon. You know, between Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport lives Mario Kart Grand Prix. All the Mario 
all the Mario tracks in first person. Oh my god. That would be magical. Now I can't wait to get back to Melbourne to play the Mario Kart game with the arcade. I literally <laughs> just got home and I did it. Now I want to go back and do it again. Oh man. If they went hard on like man. If Nintendo went hard on a racing game, Mario Kart's got to be that game. Go hard on the wheel. Go hard on a simulation racing game. Dude, you could, like, build a kart and do it the same way they do it in, like, um, the freaking Mario movie, where it's, like, you just, like, like, like move shit around yep. and, like, build and shit. Oh, yep. dude. The Mario Kart oh, VR dude. experience is, is incredible, and that's first person. Like, it feels big. Feels so good. Cool. They need to do that shit. They need a first-person mode on those arcade machines, honestly. That'd be sick as hell. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, yeah, not wrong. All right, before we dream up anything else that's amazing, let's end the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us while we sat here and drooled and dreamed about what could be the Super Nintendo Switch. Nintendo, if you want to use that name, you don't have to pay me many royalties, or you can have it because I kind of stole it from you because you did that with the Super NES. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Um, we will be back next week with more gaming goodness. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, may all of your games be good ones. Don't forget to follow our socials. Don't forget to follow the podcast. And don't forget to go over to subscribe to the YouTube. Until next time, may all your games be good ones. And we will catch you guys next time. If Bye, everybody. saying words in my head Filling my mind with these images yeah. And it's the way that you look at me Makes me feel like I can't breathe, it ain't right Oh no Oh no It ain't right Oh no Me feel.